Hello, welcome back to the Junior Deacon Podcast. I know it's been a while, holidays and vacations, but we're back with my uh, host. Yep, Darren, you, you already know who it is. I would like to say Happy New Year to everyone, Merry Christmas, and anyone who had a birthday, Happy Birthday. Yeah, Happy Birthday, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas. So, we have another guest on here today. Introduce yourself. Uh, praise the Lord, everybody. My name is Lamont Giles, Brother Lamont. Mont. Um, I'm just a pleasure to be here. It's an honor to be here just to talk about God with my brothers, with my family. And, uh, you know, let's let's go. Yeah. All right. Amen. Hey, we the first person to say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yep. He's sanctified on here. Right. He's been healed today. Yes. You got to listen to the message today from Pastor Dory. You know what we're talking about. Though. Definitely. Man. Yep. All right, we can just jump straight into it. All right. That's right. First question. Did you grow up in church? If yes, tell me your first memory. So, yes. Um, my grandfather was a pastor, father, uh, also in ministry. I have a few ministers in the family. So, yeah, for an early part of my life, I was uh, in church. Ooh, I've been in part of so many different churches, too, because I grew up a uh army brat so mm-hmm. we would go all over the place like i know my grandfather was baptist but sometimes we'd be in kojic churches mm-hmm. um we'd be in churches on the installations what are some earliest memories i have installations what's that like military installations that's what i thought oh, yeah. okay, like okay, chapels okay. and whatnot so okay you know i grew up going uh going to different types of churches and whatnot throughout my life uh first memories I remember, you know, if you were a kid, you you sung on the choir at some point. Mm-hmm. Every every yes. time you were going to sing on that choir, there was something going on. You were singing some special event. And I wouldn't even be a member of the church. I'd be in South Carolina driving like hours, two hours away to go with my auntie. And, you know, we just learned a song and that's on the spot. And we sang it. And we mm-hmm. killed it. Yeah, that was what you, we, we did a, a pretty good job. So thank God for that. But, uh, yeah, I have a few memories of church just... Hold on. Let me ask you a question. This ain't on the list. Okay. Talk about you singing back then. Why aren't you singing now? Oh, okay. oh sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you checking you. Life has been hitting me hitting vocal <laughs> hard, okay? Life has been hitting, hitting these vocal cards very hard. Okay. Now, I, I've sung since then um, in different choirs, but I didn't know if that was necessarily the ministry I was supposed to be in. Like, I could hold a note, but, you know, I found myself in other ministries as well, and I just wanted to continue serving God no matter what I was doing, whether it was singing or being an usher, or just being somebody who's available when you need me. You know? All right. I was messing with you, but I appreciate the answer. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great answer. Yeah, that was a good answer. So you pretty much seen it all, or almost, you've seen a good amount of things. Yeah. Seen yeah. a lot of churches, so. Just, yeah, just kind of how, like, we have, because growing up, like, we we had a church home. Right. And then again, we also went to a lot of other churches, you mm-hmm. know, just to, um, you know, because we was, like, visiting or, like, one of our pastors or you know bishop was teaching somewhere so we went there so like we've we've kind of been through the same things as you you know just going through different churches you know it's you know seeing a different atmosphere yes ultimately the one atmosphere is christ but you know seeing how different churches get ran seeing like the differences it's pretty interesting though yeah it is an important thing too you know if you're in church you have responsibility to be in your own church doing what you need to do works in the church and works of the church. But I mean, we're all one Christian family, so mm-hmm. we should be fellowshipping with other Christians because the love of Jesus Christ is going to be that first thing we all agree on anyway. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Amen. 
Man, yeah. <laughs> the rest of the time we have gonna be yes. gonna be something you different. Up already. Man, we just started. We didn't even, we didn't even get past the first real uh, question. Just ask if you went to church. <laughs> right. We got to the important question. I'm gonna like where this this conversation go. Yeah. But uh, our second question is is like who is some of the people you look up to in church? In church, or even just like in life. Mm, okay. Uh. I tried. So right now, I currently, of course, I look up to the pastor. I look up to my deacons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also look up to just other members in the church who who have a lifestyle and a relationship with God. And they have certain blessings in their life. And I kind of wanted something to match that. So I hang around a lot of the married men because I want to be married one day. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Um, I hang around. The guys like you guys, you're in relationships, you're about to get married. So mm-hmm. I, I hang around you guys too. Like those those little things help me and being around those things can if I can just grab anything, any type of lesson from that to be in a walk with God in Christ and to also uh have whatever blessings that come from God, you know, those are the people, the role models I look up to. Um other role models and Oof. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> now I had to really really think like the other role models I have, of course, my mother. I mean, that's a role model. She's been with me my whole life. Um anything like one of the most important things she taught me in life was just finish what you start. If mm-hmm. you're gonna start something, go through, finish it all the way. You don't quit in between, you don't give up or uh you don't if people are relying on you, you you gotta come through because it's not always about you. Sometimes it's about that that promise you kept with those people or, you know, they may need you as a part of a team or a unit. If you're not there, things may fall apart. So mm-hmm. she taught me to always just um, finish what I start, uh, just keep my word to whatever I'm going to do. Yeah, That's absolutely. Up, yeah, because it's very important, you know, to hang around. It's very important to hang around, like, what you want. Because, like, for me... Like, so I want to be a deacon, hence the name of the podcast itself. Right. So, like, I hang around a lot of the deacons. I hang around a lot of the men here because, mm-hmm. like, they show me what it's like to be a godly field, man. Exactly. And like you said, like, you hang around married people. You ain't go get marriage advice from a single man. No. You can get somebody who was married is now single. But, like, right. if you just, but if you desire long-lasting marriage, mm-hmm. you know, you hang around those kind of people. You know, like you said, like his dad been married to his mom for a very long time they happy you see the things that they have done you my mom you see the fact she's married and they've been married for like 20 plus years and you see how it's been benefiting them because that's we look up to those people too and we like look at them like they have something we want right mm-hmm. and so like we talk to them we serve under them we hang out with them see like what is it that we have to do to have that for ourselves also mm-hmm. yeah and then something to uh, go along with what you said, something that God revealed to me lately. Mm-hmm. You know, we have our pastors, we have our prophets, we have our elders, you know, the higher ups that we look at. And for people who aren't, aren't that, you know, you know, they in the church, it's like, what am I left to do? But what God showed me, like people like my dad, who's a, you know, also an elder. Some people are just there to show you the proper way to live. Like if you're not preaching, if you're not, you know, in a major job in the church, 
you just some people are God puts them there to just show you how to live day to day, each and every day. So, no, though, of course, I look up to my dad and his example. And yeah, we just need those people in our lives to show us how to live, how to get where God wants us to go. You know, the elders and the deacons and the married people, they have what you want. They have, you know, the keys to a good marriage. They have the keys to a great relationship with God. So it's definitely a, a good idea to follow these people and listen very closely to them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Because, like, even when you just say, like, some people are just here to show us, like, how to live. Mm-hmm. Like, first person that came to my mind was Brother Claude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brother Claude and Pastor John, the first two people. Because you see how Brother Claude is. He's so interactive with everyone. Mm-hmm. Talks to everyone. Very nice guy. Beautiful family. Mm-hmm. But he... He had prayed, he had prayed a ceiling off mm-hmm. anywhere. Yeah. Right. You know, he had come to you, he put, and the many times he's pulled us aside when he just gave us advice, talked to us, like, hey, like this, that, the third, mm-hmm. or even like Uncle Coles, he pulled us aside, you know, and then many conversations we'd have Pastor Sean just growing up, listening to him, teaching us and everything. Mm-hmm. Just like, it's not the people, yes, it's the people we expected to be like, oh, Pastor, Pastor, you know, all of them, but it's mm-hmm. also like the people that you just cool with. Yeah. They're coming, like, pull you aside. I'm like, hey, let me let me spit some game to you real quick. Let me talk to you about life and teach us. And, like, we've benefited that, benefited from that, like, major. Mm-hmm. I will say, like, especially, like, I will say, like, I have for real, for real, you know, Brother Claude, just them talks and them, just some conversation. Pastor Sean, you know, even um, Brother James Bailey, like, mm-hmm. talking to him, like, he really, like, helped me put a lot of things in perspective, you know, especially, like, being an uncle now, you know, having Ezra around, you know, he was just like, he look up to you. Mm-hmm. So you got to live a life that he can be proud of. And he's like, oh, I want that for me. Mm-hmm. And like that. And when he said that, man, it's like a switch went off in my head. I was like, dang, you're mm-hmm. right. It's not, you know, yeah, I'm you know, I'm trying my best and live the way I want to. Mm-hmm. Like, but I have people look behind me looking at me because when he grew up, he go see me yeah. a lot. Yeah. Now, yes, he has his father, but I'm one of his father figures and one of men he go look up to one day. So like it's important for me to live a certain way, so that when he want that for himself, when he you know older, so like yeah, you y'all both were like, man, yeah, we, yeah. Y'all, y'all hitting on the nose today. That's yeah. great company to keep right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then most of the people you mentioned is, is deacon, so you know they may not be preaching, they may not be doing what we deem as major things, but they holding the church together. They're some of the pillars. And they gluing the church together because people could be up there preaching, but nobody's holding mm-hmm. and helping meld the people together and keep us unified. So mm-hmm. that's why it's important for deacons to be out there amongst the flock, keeping us together. And Brother Claude is very encouraging. You need that encouragement. And right. Uncle Ryan, one of the deacons, he's very encouraging. <laughs> Brother James, is, you know, he's there to be direct and really help you out. So... We all got different roles, different personalities mm-hmm. that help benefit and bless us all. So that's really good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Uncle Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and for him to actually be my uncle, so I've been around a whole lot longer. The things he just told me and instilled in me as a as a young man was like I still take to this day. Mm-hmm. Like a quick example, I remember he he was like, "I'm gonna take you and David out." I'm like, okay, we're kids. I'm like, okay, bet. You know, we going out. We going out to eat. And as soon as the bill came, he looked at us was like, so how y'all paying for this? <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, you just going to take us out. He was like, I'm paying for it. Don't worry. 
but I'm teaching you a lesson. Never leave the house without money. Except mm-hmm. it's just something as small as that. Mm-hmm. And from that day, especially once I started working, I've never left the house without anything to without I've never left the house with the ability to not pay for something. I've always left with the ability to pay for something, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. And so like I took that to heart. Yeah. Because when like he looked at us, and I'm just a kid. You know, I ain't, I'm like not even old enough to work it. He just looked at us. <laughs> so how y'all paying for y'all food? Mm-hmm. It got real quiet. And he right. just looked. It was like, I got y'all, but I need y'all to understand what I'm trying to tell y'all. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So moving forward, because we could stay there forever. <laughs> we <right? laughs> we wanna wanna hear more about Lamont. Yeah. What made you go from just attending church to actually being a part of the church, a family member? Well, I had already understood from this from one of my old uh older pastors who had taught me this lesson, um, just being in church because I, I always credited him, uh uh Pastor um Tony Hampton, uh hmm. back when I was in Korea. So Ooh. He helped me understand uh, important works, not just in the church, but of the church. So I didn't just have a responsibility to be in the church. Like, it's cool that I'm ushering. It's cool that I'm doing things there. But you got to show who God is to the world. Yeah. You got to show the light and love of God to the world. Mm. You know, just not because it's very comfortable. Like, it's comfortable after a while to come here. After I started knowing people, it's comfortable to come here and do what I need to do. But I needed my guidance from there and my guidance here so that when I went over to Poland and I was out there um, evangelizing with them, I already had the proper training, the um, proper teachings and the boldness and the strength. And uh, I guess you had the tools you needed. Yeah, I had all the tools I needed because, I mean, this whole thing is supposed to sharpen you and prepare you uh, to go out into this world, not only to deal with whatever personal problems, but to also be able to help others, to be able to testify to others. And at the end of the day, to make sure God's glory is seen mm-hmm. above anything else. So the question again, could you ask? You go answer. <laughs> no, but if I have anything else to add, you know, I don't, I, let's leave it all on the table. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, what made you go from just attending church to actually being a part of the body and family of God? Oh yeah, another thing. Um I just I saw I saw the light with you guys first and foremost. I saw it with you when I met you. I was like, okay, these are people who really love God and they they love God and they pray, they stick together. They're really a family unit. Mm-hmm. You know, um uh growing up for me, I didn't always have like accessible family units because you know, I was always in this part of the world and, you know, my regular, like my, I guess my blood family was, they stayed in one place, mm-hmm. you know, some went different places, but I was never really around them like that. So like for me, it was wanting to be active. It was also wanting that sense of community and family um, here. Mm-hmm. And it was also just knowing that it was with, uh, with people who, who had the same, uh, who thought about God, the, in a way I thought about it, who really depended on God, who had faith in God, who trusted in God, because I could have been out and had friends or people around me, but it's different when y'all truly have the same, when you truly have similar goals and when you truly have those under the, under the guidelines of the Bible, 
mm-hmm. basically. When you have that there, these are people who you can truly get along with. Like I remember Pastor Dorian was talking about matching spirit spirits. Like when you meet somebody else who's a believer, your spirits can match. And I feel like when I'm here, like my spirit is matching with these people. Like we we want for the same things. We have the same principles that we stand on and uh beliefs and we we agree on so many things. And even if we disagree on some things, you know, one of the things I learned is we have to to learn how to disagree still peacefully. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I can do all that here. So long story to turn a long answer to a short <laughs> answer. Yes, I wanted, I saw that I was in the church, but I couldn't get anything just sitting in the back. You know, I needed to do something. Mm-hmm. God didn't put me here just to be dormant. Yeah, I needed to do something. I knew that from the very get go uh, from a long time, just being participating in church activities. too. it's like, I'm supposed to get my blessings. So I'm just sitting here on the sidelines, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. And that's great because just, I mean, it's been a week. <laughs> I know you went away mm-hmm. to help out in Poland. And then even before we got to know you, but just hearing the things that you're saying, I'm hearing and getting to know you better just to know that you're much more knowledgeable about God than I first thought. I didn't think you was just nothing. This no, way. I got you. I, I, it's, a, it's really a lot more that you knew than I well, let me let me talk about that too. Like since we're here with that, so you know we being if you've been here long enough, sometimes you end up you deal with church hurt, mm-hmm. you deal with issues. It's not all perfect. We're not perfect people. That's mm-hmm. not that's just going to be the case. So there was a time in my life where I wasn't in church for the longest. You know, this was like my middle school years, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, my middle school years, I wasn't at church really. If we went, it was a sometime thing. And mind you, this is coming from years of constantly going to church mm-hmm. so my i was always in church at those times so it goes from that to i'm no longer really there as much mm-hmm. i ended up coming back and i ended up getting baptized later um thank you jesus yes, thank you jesus thank you lord for that thank you but um yeah you you end up you end up leaving but i tried to keep even when i wasn't always attending church i tried just to read a little bit of the bible just learning something i always knew i had some type of connection with god I always knew some way he was speaking to me but i needed it to i guess i needed to the elevator to be stronger or maybe i just needed to answer that call a little better mm-hmm. um you know just fully hearing him and knowing okay god this is you talking to me so i mean i i i just just from the background that i just told you guys yeah i had that little bit of knowledge um i've learned more since just fully being into this and being in this church. But uh yeah, that's 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 pretty much explains some of the knowledge that I that I have of God or I had of the Bible mm-hmm. from that time. Just from just from being in church at an earlier age. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Um before I move forward, I was gonna say I'm being blessed over yeah. here. I'm just i that's why I got quiet for a little mm-hmm. bit. I'm just listening like man. Like you wanna you wanna be our third ghost <laughs> like, it's a, it's, it was it's it's a lot coming from you, man. It's man, it's crazy. And yeah, for real. But like, which kind of was perfect, which leads to our next question. Like, what brought you like here to Lamb in the first place? So that story. Um I had no idea. I well, did I have no idea I'd be in Michigan? <laughs> At some point I didn't know I'd be going to Michigan. Uh I guess I can't really tell without telling the whole story. At the time when I was finishing up school, I was still in Korea. I was trying to figure out life. I didn't know what I was going to do at this point. 
um, almost enlisted. And I don't know where that would have took me, but uh, I kept going to church, funny enough. Mm. I kept going to church yeah. while I was there. And I ended up meeting uh, uh, an older representative there who, who used to do some work here, I guess, at my job now. And he said, hey, do you mind coming to Michigan? I know it's cold and everything. And I said, look, man, I'll go anywhere where I, can, I get paid because these student loans are about to start kicking my behind. <laughs> so I, I didn't want to deal with that. So I ended up applying he, uh, for a job here. It gets canceled. I have to wait like another month. I get another opportunity. I interview. I hear nothing for about six, seven months. At this point, I'm like, okay, well. Nothing's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I end up moving back to um, back to the States. I'm with my parents at this time. And once again, just still trying to figure out life. Um, I get the call and they finally say, hey, are you ready? And I'm like, look, I've been ready. What's taking y'all long? <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, can you come here in a week? I said, definitely not. Don't call me and want me to be here in a week. <laughs> it's crazy. But uh, <laughs> we end up situating everything. So, of course, when I get up here, I know uh first of all i want to say uh michigan tricky i didn't think how's it gonna be 74 degrees when i first get here yeah. i remember october um, <laughs> it was october 10th yeah. 2018 now i don't forget so i pull up i'm like okay it's gonna be nice here and i wake up the next day it drops to straight like 40 degrees yes i'm like what yes welcome michigan loves you too welcome. yeah I'm like well, i'm really lord you really brought me here there ain't no way i would have went here on my own no. but uh <laughs> We was born here, so it was like, we yeah, so y'all, y'all gotta yeah. do it, y'all gotta do it. <laughs> but uh, no, I was at work, um, and of course, I had already wanted to find a church. Uh, I had a really good work family there, so shout out to them, I love them. Uh, mm-hmm. I asked, I kept asking around, like, hey, what church do you go to? What church do you go to? Some people gave me some churches, and uh, what's her name, Miss Tanya uh, Watts, Sister Tanya, thank you so much because. She gave me the address to this church. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe within my first week or two weeks of uh, being here in, in Michigan, in Warren to be exact, I ended up uh, coming to you guys' church, uh, coming here to Lamb. And it was a great experience, but I, I got to say this too. I did not know if I was going to stay here. <laughs> I didn't. Really? Because once again, it goes back to that past of being in different churches. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you're in a huge church, it can seem like you're serving an organization more than you are serving God. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can't get up and close and personal with anybody. You don't really know anybody. There's too many people. There's all these committees. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Thank God I stayed and I uh, was able to actually, it actually has become so much smaller here. Yeah, it It's become so much smaller since I've been here now. Like I know so many people now. It's like everybody's like, oh, your church is huge. I'm like, really? Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, that's what brought me here. Just somebody from uh work, uh, or not just somebody, but uh, a church family member, honestly, from work, and they invited me. And at first, like I said, I didn't know this was going to be the place I was going to be at. But as I continued to listen to Pastor Dorian, and I also heard from uh, of course from uh. Bishop Cass, I was like, these are men of God. They really love God, and they love God's people. Mm-hmm. And you can tell God is in first in their life, and they control their life before any step they make, before they say anything. And I've never experienced anything from them but love. Mm-hmm. You know, just love from showing them, the love they've shown to me. And I'm like, I 
this is a great thing to experience, but I also want to be able to show that. So if I stay here, I think I'll be able to, or I know like not only will I receive love, but I'll be able to show that type of love to other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's great. Good, man. I'm well, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad the Lord brought you here yeah. and that you stuck mm-hmm. around and dealt with the weather with us. Yes. <laughs> I feel like you really unloaded today. You had a lot of stuff. You had a lot. Of, you couldn't wait to get on here. Yeah, he was like, I got the gun. Yeah, it's yeah. time to start shooting. Yeah. yeah. You're giving a lot of knowledge today because I can I can just see it in here when you talk. You got a lot of knowledge just to – and it's great because you've been here and there and there and here. So mm-hmm. you got an expansive knowledge, more expansive than we have because we only been – I only been to – Two, only had two church homes, so Same. visited maybe five in my entire life. So, just for you to be internet, see the international church, see the domestic church, it's it's, it's really beautiful. And we can hear that you know what you're talking about. So, there for you to say, like, it was more, it's not an organization, but a family. Yeah, like, right. That was something like that stood out to me. Yeah. And that, like you, I'm glad that you realize that because we do say it's not too often we just say the lamb church. We say the lamb family, exactly, like a lot because we are a family. Mm-hmm. How many people do we call uncles and aunties that right. we're really not related to, right? Like by blood, or like how many people do we just call family that we're not related to? Like matter of fact, a lot of people that don't know me and me and Willie, we're not blood cousins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like yeah, but we carry ourselves and be treated to like family because we are family. I really did think a lot of y'all were related when See? I first met you. I was like, wow, yeah. okay. Yeah, like, even now, you, here. now we yeah. call you our older cousin. Right, right. It's just the relationship we've built in the short amount of time that we've known you mm-hmm. compared to like the time we've known everyone else. Yeah. Sure. Because like we are a family here and that's just, that's how we just are. That's mm-hmm. how we do things. And I thank the Lord that it's like that here. It doesn't feel like these are just people I go to church with. No, these are like people I consider family. All right, like I actually want to hear about like, your day. You know, yeah, like, exactly. tell me your day for real. What's going I on? Wanna, I want to know how going you in your life. Like, I actually, I'm like, I, I want to come here and I actually want to see you. So it's, that's what's up. So, how has it been for you since you've known us? Known uh, us? changing. So sorry. No, no, I'm question. just saying, known us and known the church. How has it been? A lot better. A lot better. So when I finally made the leap, <laughs> I was at a very dark time in my life. Mm-hmm. Where it was just, I had to sit back and be able to reflect on what was going on in my life at that point. And at, this was a time where I was trying to live kind of wishy-washy with God. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that. You see, there, God God likes sincerity. And yes. I, I had to learn that the hard way, that God loves sincerity. Even if you're not the best person, if you're sincere in your actions, God can transform that sincerity into something else. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen people who were drug dealers, who were steppers at some point in their life you know they were far away from that when i met them mm-hmm. but you know they they've they come from all types of walks in life and these were genuine people and you see the flip that god made that that 180 on them mm-hmm. and that's the flip i think i've seen in my life now it's not all perfect and something i had to learn from that was you're you're a baby in this when you start walking in christ you're a baby you know, babies don't just, they're not just perfect. They don't just do everything the right way. It takes us a long time sometimes to, to learn some things. We're not going to be the same. Like, we're all custom made for whatever God has a design for us to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our vices aren't even going to be the same. What we like, what we hate, it's not going to be the same. God knows it. He knows all of it from our hearts. Mm-hmm. So he's going to he's he's gonna shape us according to that 
way. And at that point in time, I really had no real guidance around me. I was pretty much doing what I wanted to do. Um, you know, maybe sometimes I make time for God, maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I, I what made me change was it was at first it started off as being, oh, something bad happened to me. So I need to go back. But as I've gone on to the church, I'm like, nah, I need I like I've been praying for healing in one area. But really, I just pray that God makes me better, like as a man, as a man in general, like it was like as I've been living longer and learning to let go of things from being here, like the transformation, I'm learning to give love, but also properly receive love, mm-hmm. something I didn't do before, you know, so that was that was hard. So that's why I would always have a disconnect and cut off from people. And, you know, being here brought me closer with people that I can truly hang out with, that I truly trust, that I that I truly that I love and that I know that love me and um I know that I, I can be validated. I learned so many things here like with God there's so much freedom because you're already validated. I don't have to be this tall. I don't have to have this much amount of money. I don't have mm-hmm. to have this much success. I don't got to mm-hmm. be this magical person. I don't got to be all these things. God already took me as I was. So because God already took me as I was, I'm free. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I can stay here with you because I don't no. have to go out there. When I was out there being in the world, I was trying to do what the world wanted me to do. That's not the way to live. I can't just do what the world wants me to do. Like, that's not freedom because even if I do that, oh, well, it still wasn't good enough. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, here, I can still work. I can be, I can work my hardest. I can fail, but I know, like, my brother's right here. Y'all going to pick me up. Somebody in this church, the uncles, aunties going to pick me up. God's going to pick me up, bottom line. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't have to keep on worrying about the past, walking with, looking over the, behind my shoulder or anything like that. Like I know, and I want anybody else to know who's listening here. You're already, God's validated you. He knew you before. He knew you before you knew yourself. We already heard this today. He knew you before you knew yourself. I sleep so much better. I'm just a lot happier, more confident. I'm learning just to, just to confess to not only tell the bad things I'm not having, but to tell the great things. God brought me through so much too. There's a lot that's been going on. 